Welcome to Tardi Mechanach Yomi. My name is Adina Schmidman. We are thrilled to be beginning Sefer Tehillim in the second cycle of Tardi Mechanach Yomi with those of you who have taken the journey before and those of you who are embarking for the first time. We are grateful to Mrs. Nechama Wolfson for her generous sponsorship, Li'idli Nishmas, Sonia Finkelstein, Chana Sara, Bas Chaim Leib. These opening words of Tehillim connect us back, back in time and in concept. Moshe presented the five books of the Torah to the Jewish people, and David presents us with the five books of Tehillim. David's words begin where Moshe's words leave off. Moshe concludes Sefer Devarim with Ashrecha Yisrael Michamocha. How praiseworthy are you, Israel? Who can compare to you? And the first words of Tehillim begin with the words Ashrei Ha'ish, praiseworthy is the man, picking up where Moshe left off, with the focus not on the children of Israel, but the focus on us. The journey through the five books of Tehillim will provide us with the opportunity to learn together, grow together, and be inspired. And now for Tehillim Perak Aleph. Welcome to the Nach Yomi OU Women's Initiative Daily Study of a Perak of Tanakh. My name is Mrs. Michal Horowitz, and today we will be opening up the book of Ketuvim. Mazal tov to all who have uh, joined this far on this journey, and a baruch Hashem to all those who are joining on the journey. We'll be studying Sefer Tehillim, Parak Aleph. Before we begin uh, Parak Aleph of Tehillim, I would like to begin with a brief introduction. I am quoting from the Steinzeltz Ketuvim, Commentary Ketuvim by Rabbi Adin Evan Israel Steinzeltz Atzal. So here we go. Uh, there is a very, very beautiful introduction. I'm not quoting the entire thing, just the excerpts that I thought were moving and relevant for our learning. The book of Psalms is unique among the books of the Bible. Taken as a whole, the Bible depicts the relationship between God and mankind, more particularly between God and the people of Israel. In most of the books of Tanakh, the relationship is primarily top-down, meaning God to man. By contrast, Sefer Tehillim is the only book of Tanakh where the relationship flows in the opposite direction, man to God. In other words, we see in this book an individual turning to God and communicating with him. Traditionally, Sefer Tehillim is divided into five books containing a total of 150 chapters. Some some suggest, interestingly, these five books are meant to correspond to the Chamisha Chumshei Torah. Furthermore, this serves to illustrate the relationship between God and man runs in both directions, whereas Chumash runs from God to man, Tehillim runs from man to God. And so, despite their wide variation in subject matter and tone, the individual prakim that make up Sefer Tehillim are narrated from a human perspective with all the limitations and complexities that this entails. It is very interesting if you look at the topic of the different chapters of Tehillim, they are so varied, there's such a wide range of topics. And the commentary here continues from the Steinzeltz Ketuvim. Just as the topics of the Psalms vary, so does the persona of the psalmist. The psalmist is seen as alternately dejected and elated. There are psalms of defeat and surrender. There are psalms of powerful, exultant victory songs. Some of the psalms express disquiet originating in a crisis of faith or grievance, whereas other chapters bespeak bespeak peace and tranquility. What emerges then from the theme of Sefer Tehillim is not the voice of a specific historical figure. It is rather the voice of every man. The image is that of a man who feels alone in the midst of a crowd. This quality makes psalms not only a collection of songs, but an expression of many people's most private life experiences, whether joyous or distressing. 
As the verse says in Proverbs, Mishle Yud, the heart alone knows its own bitterness, and no stranger can share in its joy. People first feel their own happiness and their own pain, and after that they can identify with the feelings and experiences of others. The logic then behind the Psalms arrangement remains unclear. There are no obvious differences between the five books or sections of Psalms. When you look at Chamisha Chamshay Torah, there are very clear themes. Sefer Bereshis is known as Sefer Yitzira, Sefer Hayashar, Sefer Simanim, with good reason. Sefer Shemot is known as the Sefer Hagu'ula, with very good reason. Sefer Vayikra is Torah Kahanim. Again, the themes in Chamisha Chamshay Torah make sense. And yet, when you look at all the arrangement of the 150 chapters of Psalms, it seems chaotic. There's no obvious difference or grouping. It appears likely that the disarray is intentional, reflecting the perspective of a work that above all expresses human emotions. This is so powerful. You know, some days you wake up and you feel great and the day is fantastic and it's tremendous and you're accomplished and you're upbeat. On the next day or that afternoon, something changes, whether it's a business meeting that didn't go well, a piece of news, something about the children, something in the home, something changes, something political. And you feel the opposite of how you felt this morning. You feel a sense of despair. You feel, you feel so forlorn. In the morning, you were laughing and gratitude with God. And in the afternoon, you're sad and you're crying. What happened? That is the arrangement of the book of Psalms. It appears likely that the disarray is intentional, reflecting the perspective of a work that above all, quote, expresses human emotion. For human emotion, like existence itself, has no fixed order. There are no predetermined conditions governing a person's feeling happy or sorrowful, introspective or grateful. Sefer Tehillim mirrors life with all of its vicissitudes and all of its inconsistencies, demonstrating that despite our most strenuous efforts, quote, life can never be fully organized and certainly not controlled. What is the one outstanding characteristic of all of the chapters of Psalms? Truth. There's no smoothing of rough edges. There's no attempt to ignore or gloss over difficult issues or to create a sense of harmony. Undoubtedly, this aspect of Psalms, MS, is partially why it continues to speak to so many people in all corners of the world. While Psalms very much belong to a specific place, the land of Israel, and a specific period, the biblical era and part of the biblical canon, it nonetheless transcends all boundaries of space and time. Who amongst us has not, in a happy time, recited a spontaneous Mizmar Lasota, chapter 100, and in a difficult time, responded a different chapter, Shehama Alos Mima Amakim, chapter 130? Who at our Smechot have not rejoiced when they sang, Chapter 137, And in our time of fear, chapter 20, It speaks to all of us, and so it transcends boundaries of time and space with its one uniting theme of truth. Most of the Psalms are attributed to King David, as indicated by many of the Psalms themselves, which use descriptions, Mizmar le David. Nevertheless, according to the sages in Masechus Bava Basra, various chapters were authored by ten others, amongst them Adam Harishon and Moshe Rabbeinu. Apart from its literary value, Psalms enjoys an exceptional status in the biblical canon. Why? No book of Tanakh has evoked more tears or more words of joy and gratitude. Over the course of Jewish history, Psalms has been utilized more than any other book. 
not just by poets, but by all who seek to articulate the appropriate words and phrases with which to beseech, express gratitude, pour out our sorrows, or simply have a conversation with God. Whether it is a lonely widow weeping over her travails, a leader grappling with a military or political crisis, or an individual inspired to sing songs of, songs of thanksgiving, Psalms provides a mouthpiece for everyone. And if indeed King David is termed the sweet singer of Israel, it is because he sang the song of an entire people. But a fabulous, if you want to see the entire essay, I only quoted some excerpts, you can uh, access the entire essay at the Steinzeltz um, Ketuvim. I only brought excerpts of the parts that I wanted to share with you. So today we will be learning chapter one. Chapter one is such a beautiful chapter. It begins with the word Ashrei, and I don't remember a number of years ago, so I can't tell you where I heard it, but the last words that Moshe Rabbeinu said to Kalisha before his death were, Ashrei, how fortunate are you, Israel? There is no nation like you. Right at the end of the death, he concludes his goodbye song to the people with the word Ashrei. How fortunate are you, O Israel? And so he ends with Ashrei, and Tanakh, no, I should say Ketuvim, begins with Ashrei. Fortunate is the man who does not walk by the advice of the wicked. And in the ways of the sinners, he does not stand. And in the, in the, in the grouping, if the, uh, he doesn't, in the session, in the session of the scorners on the mockers, he doesn't sit. Because his desire is in the Torah of God. And in his Torah, he shall contemplate day and night. And he will be like a tree, deeply seated, along a brick of water, that its fruit will be given in its time, its leaves will not wither. Everything he does will be successful. Not so the wicked. The wicked are like chaff, blown away by the wind. And therefore the wicked will not be able to stand in judgment. And the sinners will not stand amongst the assembly of the righteous. Because the Lord knows the ways of the righteous. We should see the ways of the wicked will perish. The particular Pasuk that I want to focus on is a Pasuk that we recite every day in our daily Tfilas Arvis prayer. Parak Aleph, Pasuk Beis of Tehillim, Ki im Hashem chefso, so yega yomam valayla, because in the Torah of God is his desire. In his Torah he contemplates day and night. And the Ahavas Olam Bracha, in the nightly Tfilas Arvis, we say these very words, Ki heim chayenu, because mitzvahs and Torah are our life, the orech yamenu, the length of our days, uvahem nega yomam vilayla, and in them we shall contemplate day and night, and that is the bracha that immediately precedes the recitation of Shema in the evening. This phrase actually appears earlier in Tanakh, much earlier in Sefer Yahushua, which is a little funny to me because if you recall, those who did Nachim in the first cycle, I taught Sefer Yahushua. Parak Aleph in Sefer Yahushua, Pasuk Ches. Hashem introduces himself to Yahushua. He tells him to be strong. He will cross the people over the border. He tells him not to break down. And what does he tell him? Parak Aleph, Pasuk Ches in Sefer Yahushua. Lo yamush Sefer Torah zem picha. The words of this Sefer Torah shall not depart from your mouth. Vahagisa bo yamam velayla. You shall contemplate it day and night. The mantishmer la 
asos in order you should guard to do kechala kasubo like everything written in it because then you will succeed in your way and then you will taskil you will be wise you will be discerning so interestingly when Hashem introduces himself to Yehoshua what does he tell him about the Torah lo yamush sefer Torah zemipicha the words of this scroll of Torah should not move from your mouth v'hagisabo yamam v'layda you must contemplate a day and night what does the psalmist tell us in the opening chapter of Sefer Tehillim ki besoras Hashem chefso your whole desire in life should be the Torah of God uvesoras so yega yamam v'layda and in this Torah you shall contemplate day and night and these are the very words that we recite in our nightly tefillas arvis reminding ourselves at the conclusion of every day before we retire for the night the sun is set work is over the children are in bed we're ready to retire what do we remind ourselves of the entire goal of everything that we do during the day should be a Torah goal so whether we're in a business meeting or doing laundry or shopping in the grocery or cooking dinner or attending a shir it's not just for intellectual stimulation everything has to, we do has to be with the goal of upholding the words of this Torah there are so many halachos that govern every aspect of our life when you shop for clothing make sure it's not shadas make sure that it is sanua when you buy food make sure that it's kosher when you cook dinner make sure you don't mix basar b'chalaf so you see that everything a person does throughout the entire day is uvisarasa yega yamam velayda by day and by night you shall be contemplating Torah and what a beautiful way to end our day before we retire to bed for the evening what do we do we remember that Torah is our primary occupation the Gemara tells us a Masechus Menachos actually 99b an amazing story quoting this idea of by Torah you shall contemplate day and night Listen to this. The Gemara tells us in Masechus Menachos 99b. Sha'al ben Dama ben Achoso Rabbi Yishmael. It's Rabbi Yishmael. It's a fancy way of saying ben Dama. The nephew of Rabbi Yishmael asked his uncle, Rabbi Yishmael, Listen, he went to his uncle, was a big Talmud Chacham, and Ben Dama said, I learned the entire Torah. Am I allowed to go learn Chachma Yivanis? I want to go study Greek wisdom. Ben Dama comes and he asks his uncle, Rabbi Yishmael, Can I go learn Greek wisdom? Can I go learn Greek wisdom? Ben Dama answered him by quoting this Pasuk from Sefer Yehoshua, which parallels so closely the Pasuk from Tehillim, which we say every night in Tefillah's Arvis. You want to go study Greek wisdom? But doesn't the Pasuk say, Lo yamush sefer Didn't Hashem say to Yehoshua, the words of this Torah shall not depart from your mouth, and you shall contemplate it day and night? So, so Ben Dama says, so what does that have to do with me? Rabbi Yishmael says, Rabbi Yishmael said to Ben Dama, I have a solution for you. I want to go learn Chachma Yivanis. Go out and investigate a time that is not day and not night. And in that time, you can learn Chachma Yivanis. Of course, we go out into the world. And of course, we do learn other things, but it must always be through the lens, through the mind frame, within the framework of a Torah lifestyle. So when we learn science, we should see the godless of the Rebbe in the natural world. When we learn math, we should see how the whole world is based on mathematics. When we learn astrology, we should marvel at the fantastic creations of God that go out into affinity and galaxies beyond what we can imagine. And then, no matter what you're learning, you are contemplating Torah day and night. As the psalmist says, Fortunate is the man who does not walk by the advice of the wicked. And in the session of the sinners, and in the path of the sinners, he doesn't stand. And in the session of the mockers, he does not sit. 
because God's Torah is his whole desire. Uvesoraso yega yamam velayla. And in that Torah, we must contemplate by day and by night, like we say in Tfilas Arvis, Kehem Chayenu, the Orech Ramenu, they are our life and the length of our days. Uvahem nega yamam velayla. I thank you so much for learning with me. We studied together the Yilui Nishma Sonia Finkelstein, Chana Sara, Ban Chaim Leib, Allah HaShalem, May the Neshama have a Zchus Aliyah and the merit of our Devay Torah. Have a wonderful day.